Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And we are joined by our very good friend Hannah today on the Floral Couch. Welcome, Hannah. Yay, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, I also feel like I might call you Han Lars throughout this because <laughs> I just feel like that's like what I refer to you as. That's totally acceptable. <laughs> I still answer to that. Perfect. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since we've uh, gathered on the floral couch. Emily, what's been going on? It hasn't been that long, but I do have a good story to tell. Also, I feel like I feel like I need to set the stage that you told me that you had a story for me and I've been hyping it up quite a <laughs> bit. So I'm ready for like an epic, epic story. Okay, it's pretty good. I also went to the Jonas Brothers concert on Monday, <gasps> so... I, saw, I can recap I that for you. Ooh. Yes, I would like that. There's this new lady at my work, and her other coworker was showing us where the walking paths are because I'm kind of new, and I didn't know that there's like this pond across the street from from my office building where you can like walk around, and it's like a nice little trail area. And she was like, "Oh, I'll show you guys where where it is." So we went on a walk, and we're walking like just making small talk and the subject got on what our husbands do for a living. And so this lady was like, Oh, my husband works for the government doing this, whatever. And then she asked me what my husband does. And so I said, he does accounting. And so then like the subject got on taxes and what everyone does for their taxes. Like if they do their own or if they have like a person and the these two ladies are writers and they're like do a lot of freelance writing and so they're like oh I have a guy do my taxes because like it can get complicated and then the one my the one lady goes yeah and my husband has an escort what and she kind of just like like slid right over it and I was just like wait what is that like a like it's like when someone says they have an escort, like <laughs> you think it's a hooker. Yes. <laughs> like, and so I was like, why would you just casually say that? Like, and I, I don't know her. I met her last week for the first time. And so I was just like, okay, maybe she's just comfortable admitting that. But also what does that have to do with taxes? Yeah. And so <laughs> I feel like I want to guess the punchline, but I'll, no. I'll let you finish. Okay. <laughs> so then I texted like two other people. And, and then I later that night saw two of my other friends and I told them the story and I told Matthew the story and he was like, that's so weird. Like, and they all thought the same thing I did. And, um, I was even talking about it in an Uber and the Uber driver (laughs) was like, what is going on? And Everyone's on the same page here. <laughs> and we we're just like, wow, that's really weird. I don't know what that is to do with taxes, but interesting fact about your husband. So then <laughs> Lars, our friend, does like he works for an actual tax firm. And so we asked him last night, like, hey, what does this have to do with taxes? And he's like, oh, well, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. So I don't really know what it has to do with taxes. <laughs> and then we're sitting there and... Matthew goes, S Corp. She probably said S Corp. <laughs> like a company. Like he has like which would obviously make your taxes more complicated. Oh. Is that like a type of company? Yeah. Yeah. 
So like you can have an LLC or an S Corp or. I thought it was going to be she meant like Esquire, like a lawyer, because a lot of tax accountants are also lawyers. But maybe. But (laughs) I was hoping that he really had an escort. And this was like a scandalous story. But also like escort implies that you're paying for it. That'd be like a long term investment. Right. Like. More than just like a mistress. That's where I was like, <laughs> if it should, yeah. I don't know. And like, I thought escorts who are like, yeah, like it doesn't make sense to do taxes because it's like for the night, like once in a while. Yeah, right. like, and you also have to pay her every. Yeah, I was day. going through all the scenarios. Like, okay, maybe he needs to be chauffeured around, uh, like a driver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. So escort makes the most sense. But <laughs> I'm really glad that I didn't because I was going to go back to the other lady who was with us and be like, hey, what did you what do you think she meant by that? And now I'm really glad I did. <laughs> that could have been awkward. Uh, maybe she's still thinking that he really has an escort. Maybe. She doesn't know. She doesn't have tax. Maybe she friends. was closer to the, to the lady talking. So oh. she heard her correctly. Funny. Did that live up to your guys' expectations? Oh, it was it was, good. Yeah, it was good. Um, as you were telling that story, it reminded me of an Uber ride I took last week. Um, I was like making small talk, being brought home at like 11 p.m. or something. And I was like, oh, so how long have you been driving for Uber or whatever? And also like, oh, and is this like your regular job or what do you do like otherwise? He goes, oh, I was like, oh, you don't have to say if you don't want to. He goes, no, it's just kind of weird to tell people. I was like, okay. And he basically was like, yeah, I'm a male performer. I um, work at Chippendales and whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. But also, like, if you were uncomfortable telling people this, you don't, you could have lied to me. Like, he made it a big deal. And then I was like, I don't know how to respond. Cool. Like, I respect the hustle. That's literally what I said in my awkward, (laughs) slightly intoxicated stupor. I feel like Uber drivers always have some sort of good story. They do. Like they are working for Uber to like make money for some other endeavor. Mm -hmm. Like I had an, we had an Uber driver once who was writing sci-fi novels and like told us this whole like series of sci-fi novels that she was trying to get published. I feel like that could be its own like podcast, like Uber driver stories. Yeah, <laughs> real people of Uber. I don't know. That's probably the weirdest one I ever had. I can't think of a. I also had a mom pick me up once and said that she was doing this to get like cred from her son that was like a teenager because she wanted to be the cool mom. Cred. <laughs> That's like how she said it. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks for dropping me off. <laughs> Does that really get you cred? I mean, she thought so. So I don't know. <laughs> I had like a performance like instrument player. I don't remember what instrument he played. It was like a trumpet or something like that. And he like couldn't make it in like the orchestra. Like um, what's what do they call that when it's not like the violins and stuff? First the, chair. Oh, the brass. Yeah. Something like the symphony or whatever. Like. He couldn't make it, and he was telling us, like, how competitive it was, and oh. he had to, like, take up, like, Ubers. But he also took us, like, way out of the way, <laughs> and we were like, this is really sketchy. Like, I think you're doing this to charge us for money. 
But now I don't think it tr- it doesn't. Not anymore. But no, it it's used like a to. Fixed. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was back in the day. Quite a few years ago. How far we've come. I also have a question for you guys because I was at a family reunion. Well, it was actually like an anniversary party this weekend. And I was hanging out with like a bunch of cousins aging from like our age to like 17. And they were talking about how their one sister, who's a freshman in college, hadn't shown up yet to this party because she's like was busy like visiting friends at different colleges and like showed up late to her grandparents like um, anniversary party. And then they walked. She walked in, and the outfit they were wearing. She's her sister, who's seventeen, was like, she's such a visco girl. I've yes. recently heard about this. Okay, yes. I had to get it explained to me. I did some research on this. So can you inform us? <laughs> because I also, all I know is that said person who is considered a Visco girl in my family, she's got a link to her Visco page on her <laughs> Instagram. Dead giveaway. Right? I always thought and it was I, VSCO. I didn't know that it was pronounced well, Visco. I think it does stand for, it's like visual something co, but it like, yeah. I, I guess they call them Visco girls. Yes. I watch a lot of YouTube videos, so there's a lot of young people on YouTube, <laughs> but it's just like, it like doesn't even really have anything to do with visco like it's like it's like kind of looks like someone that might be on visco but it's like a girl with a messy bun and scrunchies and she uses like metal straws and her t-shirt is longer than her shorts and she like always says like save the turtles and she has a hydro flask has a hydro flask (laughs) how could i forget and she always says like and i oh and it's that's like a meme and then she also says like, and that's also like another meme that I had to look up because I didn't understand what they were. I know like way I too much about still. this. <laughs> Wait, so it's like a persona. Me, what is yeah. BS? What is Visco? It's like a, is it like an Instagram it, type or does yeah. it edit your photos or what does it do? It's like a, like a better version of Instagram. It has like more filters. And one time Camille told me that like teenagers will have like, an Instagram and a Visco, and they'll post photos on Visco that they would never post on Instagram. Oh, oh so I like thought that was Instagram. Like yeah. yeah. Well, and so Visco doesn't let you post captions either. Oh. So it's just the picture, which I think the caption, I don't know. I'm kind of reminds me about how Instagram <laughs> yeah. used to be, where you would just like take a picture of your backpack on the floor of your dorm room <laughs> and put a filter on it. <laughs> I'm so artsy. (laughs) And like turn the filter way up. You don't like now, like you don't really turn the filter way up. Yeah, Yeah, you you don't want it to look like it's edited even though it's edited. (laughs) So I learned something new this weekend. (laughs) AKA what a Visco girl is. So what was she wearing that made her look like a Visco girl? She had like a fun bun in Mm -hmm. and... um was wearing like a short button up sweater and like ripped jeans and she had a scrunchie around her wrists and was carrying a hydro flask. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, I think they also wear Birkenstocks and Crocs. Yeah. So it's like a persona. Yeah, it's like a stereotype. Which is like interesting. A, yeah. Good Just talk. like <laughs> the Midwestern girl or or Tommy girl at our college mm-hmm. would be Uggs, leggings. North Face leggings. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cool, cool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there was a lot of Visco girls at the Jonas Brothers concert. 
Oh, guaranteed. Oh, for Actually, sure. maybe not because, well, I guess they're like cool with the younger people now. I did notice a lot of people. girls with scrunchies, which I have not really gotten into that trend. No, I just feel like they're not practical. <laughs> they're not. I bought one and I have yet to wear it. I don't know how. It just doesn't hold all my hair up. Like my hair is too heavy and maybe like, I don't know. Maybe you're just supposed to wear it around your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> That's normally where I see people thing. wearing it. Yeah. What was like the average age at the Jonas Brothers concert? Um, I feel like our age. So like 20s, anywhere from like, like younger 20s to like late 20s. So like the people that like grew up with them. Yeah. Mostly females. A lot of sad boyfriends. <laughs> But they put on such a good show. Like, it was so good. I my two I went with my friends Kelly and Aaron, and they were definitely bigger Jonas Brothers fans in high school than I was. Like, I was a pretty big fan, but, but Aaron was, like, the biggest Jonas mm-hmm. Brothers fan and was obsessed with Nick Jonas and, like, followed his career, like, all, like, until they got back together. And I feel like I kind of was a fan but then like forgot about them after they broke up and but then they played like all of their old songs and like a mixture of some of their new ones and I feel like they really like knew how to cater to their audience and put on a really good show and it was a good time and I all the lyrics came back to me (laughs) (laughs) that's fun was it just them or was anyone with them they had two openers, and the first one was, um, I'm totally blanking on his first name, but his last name is McGraw. It's like Taylor McGraw or something. Oh. And he's Dr. Phil's son. Shut oh, no. up. I didn't know that his son was a perfect. Is he like a rapper? I don't know, but he. Ha- I know he has one song that he sings with Sarah Highland, oh. who is... Um, Haley on Modern Family, um, which I didn't know she was a singer, but I learned a lot of fun facts on Monday. And <laughs> I saw on Instagram that someone posted a story that was like, Dr. Phil, it was like, at Dr. Phil, come get your son. <laughs> I love oh, it. That's hilarious. Um, and then BB Rexa oh, was the second opener, good. and she was really good. And she. I didn't know it has written a lot of like famous songs, like mm-hmm. some that Rihanna has s- sings. I'm totally blanking on again on. Oh, what's the song where it's like monsters under my bed or something? Oh, with Eminem. Yes. Yeah. Friends with the monster. Friends with the monster. You know, yeah, that Rihanna yes. song. She wrote that. Oh, Dang. and she was like, this is like one of the first songs I've ever written in my bedroom. So wow, it's pretty cool. I love finding out that like artists are actually like writing all of your favorite songs. Yes. I remember having that aha moment with who did we see? Emily, was it Sam Hunt? I think he's written a lot of songs. Yeah. For like Keith Urban. And was that who we saw? We saw Sam Hunt. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, but I don't know if it is either. I feel like that happens with a lot of country artists. Yeah. Like that's some of like the more artists I know that have like written a ton of songs and then become famous. They're like all like country artists. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Like that happened. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys Jonas Brothers fans back in the day or now? Not big Jonas Brothers fan. 
fans fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say the same like i think my little sister was obsessed with them so i didn't like dislike them but yeah i liked a couple of their songs i did like the um the year 20 year 3000 yeah no but they like oh, did this spoof on snl yes. <laughs> it was james corden yeah. yeah oh there we go yeah the year 2019 or 2020 I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the year 2019. Oh, we should watch that again. <laughs> Pots. Just kidding. Well, now that I feel like we're caught up <laughs> and have learned a lot this weekend, apparently. <laughs> yes. Been educational. Now we're going to learn more. About Hannah. <laughs> Woo. So, I always love asking this. Do you remember your first impression of either of us or Emily? Do you remember meeting Hannah for the first time? I don't remember like specifically like shaking hands or which we probably <laughs> wouldn't have given probably like a high wave. wave. Done back, back in the, the time of freshman year of college. I, I remember like adding you on Facebook and, mm. and like knowing who you were and but we didn't like become friends until like a few months later yeah i remember like meeting in the graceman mm-hmm. and everyone remembers that's, that that's my best memory of Emily yes <laughs> and yeah and was like oh this is my friend from washington's like friend from loyola and she's here at st thomas now and she like introduced all of us and i was like okay <laughs> but yeah that's like all i remember and Alyssa. I don't like I don't specifically remember like meeting you. I just remember like all the Grace girls like on yeah. third floor and that you were Jamie's roommate and I just wanted to be friends with all of you guys so bad. <laughs> I like remember knowing of you before like I knew you cuz you were mm-hmm. like the fourth floor girl that would always hang out with the third floor <laughs> girls. <laughs> so dumb sounding now. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. Yeah, you weren't No. Um, I was unofficial third yes. floor Grace member but <laughs> you were adopted i wanted to be third floor so bad <laughs> same <laughs> except for i was even further away on the first floor with all the ghosts <laughs> Ooh, there are ghosts down there yeah i didn't learn that until after i wasn't living there anymore but apparently like the most haunted room in grace the dorm that we lived in was the one that i lived in on first floor did you ever have any encounters no but I feel like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't looking for them, so that's I maybe why. I feel like you would actually, yeah. like, find an excuse to explain things away. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had a really weird roommate who did, we- she would listen to um, the You'll Be In My Heart, <laughs> that song from Tarzan. Like, uh, she would play it out loud while she was falling asleep every night. Wow. <laughs> and that was just one of the really strange things that she did. Okay. Anyway. So we we went to college together and you studied engineering. How did you always know you wanted to study engineering or when did you decide? Um, I always liked math and science, like specifically math when I was growing up. Um, but I also really liked taking things apart and putting them back together and I like kind of knew what engineering was but I feel like as I got to like that time in high school I I don't even remember what I wanted to be honestly when I was like in high school 
when I was like in fifth grade, I wanted to be an aerospace engineer. I didn't even know what that meant. One time I wanted to be an astronaut. But um, in I remember like being in a math class and I was sitting next to this guy that I'd known like all throughout school. We were like both good at math and we were talking about like what we're going to do, what college we're going to go to. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go for engineering. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I think I'll do that too. And then like, <laughs> that's literally from that point on, that's like what I decided I wanted to do. Like I kind of had like a, like a knowledge or understanding of it. And, um, I just thought it sounded fun. So yeah, that's what I went for. I feel like that's so interesting because I like wouldn't have known what an aerospace engineer was until like way later. <laughs> like that wouldn't have been a word in my vocabulary. I don't know where I came up with that. But we I remember like writing a paper about Sally Ride, like the first woman in space. Or maybe she was the first American woman. I don't remember. But um, and like I was just like obsessed with like women and science. And then we had to like write a letter to a college about an about a major and so I thought that would be cool aerospace engineering I I don't know I feel like I should get you a steminist t-shirt have you seen those (laughs) no I haven't that sounds awesome (laughs) I haven't seen those either I want one they might actually be from a different podcast that I listen to that sells them but I still feel the need to contribute and get you one totally (laughs) did you have any other weird things that you wanted to be when you were little um, Not weird, but just different. I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to be. Oh, you know, I, at one point I thought I wanted to be an accountant because I was like, oh, math, mm-hmm. I love numbers. And then I took one accounting class in high school and I was like, nope, I don't think <laughs> like this. Uh, but then you get to kind of count for things like escorts. I know, right? <laughs> you didn't know you were missing out. You just got to calculate the taxes on that escort. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so how does what you're doing now compare to, or let's back up a little bit. So you went and studied engineering, and did you? when did you decide kind of what you wanted to do with your engineering degree, or did you ever know? I, I never knew. <laughs> I still don't know. Um, when I graduated, I was, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I was like, I don't want to be a manufacturing engineer. I don't want to be in like research and design. Like I really liked kind of like the big ideas and I didn't like all like the little details, which, um, sometimes is good for an engineer, but most of the time it's kind of bad. Um, but then I, I remember talking to like one of my, my older professors just like a couple weeks before school ended and he was telling me about like sales engineers or like applications engineers where um, you work with customers and you help them figure out like what product that you're selling is going to work for them um, or like troubleshoot stuff for them, that kind of thing. Um, and that sounded really interesting. So that's kind of what I pursued out of college. And um, I took the summer off after college, which was super nice. And then um, started looking for a job after that. Um, and so my first job out of school was an inside sales engineer. Um, and so I had like a territory people would call in I'd help them like troubleshoot stuff over the phone and like help them like spec out different model numbers and stuff like that. So, um, I thought that's what I wanted to do, (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't. (laughs) So how did you, so what didn't you like about that? It was like way more salesy than I thought it would be. Definitely, 
don't want to sell you anything. Like, if you call me and tell me you want this exact thing and that's going to work for you, like, then I'm like, that's great. I don't want to, like, upsell or Mm -hmm. anything like that. And it was just, like, stressful. You just, like, work super hard to make, like, orders flow nicely and, like, make sure nothing got hung up. And then, like, you know, inevitably something would go wrong. And then no one notices, like, all the work that you did to make it go right. They just notice, like, the one thing that slipped to the cracks and was wrong. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just felt like it was, like, time for a change. Um, Then my role might be good at, like, a different company maybe or, like, with different products. But just felt like it wasn't the right fit after a while so so what are you doing now now I'm a manufacturing engineer at the same company um, and the area I support in the building is called material flow so we're like a manufacturing site we like build products and then my group is in charge of supporting like everything before the production line and everything after so like receiving the stock room shipping and then i like am engineering support for um our stockroom and receiving areas so like troubleshooting with the system or like improving their processes or like projects for new equipment that kind of stuff is what i work on and i really like it so far so far so good yeah so you talked or you mentioned a little bit about women and women in engineering and and how you like looked up to Sally Ride and so did that influence a lot in your decision to go into engineering and um I guess like how has being a woman affected your engineering career it was definitely like interesting in college like you're definite like it's very noticeable that there's not very many girls in your classes and like Someone would ask, you know, what are you going to school for? And you'd be like, engineering. And they'd be like, oh, wow. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, you like, wouldn't say on. that if I was a guy. Like, you could just tell in people's reactions. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, it, I feel like it's gotten better. And maybe it's because, like, I'm older. So it's not as, like, oh, a young woman engineer or something. Or it's just more widely accepted, too, maybe in the last, like, nine years or so. Um, but so it was definitely, like noticeable um but I feel like St. Thomas like they have a really good like um uh women in engineering group um that you can join society of women engineers so that I got to know them really well um and like I mean most of the guys were cool in my classes too and I mean you always have like a little bit of like prejudice or like comments or whatever but I feel like you just kind of learn to to deal with them at least in like you know mm-hmm. and then in the work so that's like in school and then in the workforce um my company has a lot of like um women engineer leaders which is really cool especially like my division so my manager is a woman the director above her is a guy but in that level there's um like two directors and then my vp is a woman And they are all just like, I don't know, I just look up to them like they're really great examples. And it's really nice, especially my manager, like working under a woman. Like we always like talk about like um, men making sports analogies in business and how (laughs) absolutely annoying it is. Like anytime we go to a meeting and like someone's making a sports analogy, we always like message to each other later like, oh, sports analogies. Like, oh, I've heard that before. Like how it's. 
I don't know if I like buy into the fact that it's like I don't like a disadvantage toward women if you make a sports analogy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I do think it's annoying. It's like alienating. Yeah. Like I just I don't care about your sports analogy. Like you're not really like, you know, I'm not flowing with you like getting yeah. what you're saying, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, "Oh, okay." Like I'm not not interested it falls (laughs) under the category of stupid office things that people say to fill conversation and fill time totally (laughs) and hear themselves talk Uh, (laughs) right earlier today i said i'm gonna so i'm gonna give everyone 30 minutes back and i was like emily probably would hate (laughs) me right now (laughs) i mean i'm guilty of saying it but it's it's just because you don't know what else to say yeah like like, i want to get off this i don't have any other tools (laughs) (laughs) i gotta go (laughs) so while you were working um at your employer did you meet any cool people or anyone (laughs) oh yeah worth worth mentioning (laughs) well i did meet my former roommate (laughs) at emerson and i also met my husband (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) So, um, yeah, I met my husband at work. Um, we used to work in the same, like, area, kind of, as inside sales, inside sales engineers. Um, we were, like, in different regions, so we didn't have, like, the same manager or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, that's how I met him. And now we're married, and we still work at the same company, but um, we've each moved on to, like, different roles. So, like, now we're in totally different areas. Um, but, yeah. Do you, and you work in different locations, don't you? Or is it the same? It's the same location now. So we have a location in Shakopee and then another one in Chanhassen. And I support the one in Chan, but I sit in Shakopee and support that one too. So like I go back and forth a little bit, but my main desk is in Shakopee. Do you carpool? Yeah. When we actually have been carpooling a lot lately because we did some calculations on time. And <laughs> if Michael drives his truck to work, it costs $8 a day for him to drive to work and back. Oh, my gosh. So every time we carpool together, we save $8, which, like... That's a lot over time. I know, mm-hmm. right? It's like going out to lunch or, like... I mean, it could be, like, 50 bucks a week. So, yeah. Or, I mean, sorry, 50 bucks like, a month if we just carpool, like, once or twice a week. So... Yeah. Yeah. So we've been carpooling a lot lately. He likes to drive, and that's totally fine with me because I just like read or cross stitch or like scroll on my phone, and Cute. it's great. <laughs> I actually know a lot of people at my work that where their husband works there or their significant other works there too, and I think that would be nice to carpool. But also, I don't know, maybe you'd get sick of each other. Yeah, I could feel I could see an argument for either way because I also like like my morning like podcast listening mm-hmm. to time. So like I don't know, but yeah, since Michael drives, I let him control the radio, so I definitely get behind my podcast <laughs> if we carpool a lot. Um, but it's nice because we don't do it like every single day, so you still get like some of that just like zoning out listening mm-hmm. to your podcast time in, um, which is nice. Yeah. So when you guys were first in the same, I guess, area um, and first started dating, did you, I guess, were there any rules against dating and being in the same area or did you feel the need to keep it a secret or how did that process, because you guys were coworkers, how did that work out? 
Yeah, I don't think there were any rules that I know of. Like, maybe if we had, like, reported up through the same manager, it would have been different. But um, we were kind of in this group that ate lunch together all the time. And that's how I, like, first met him. And so we, like, I kind of, like, um, could tell that he had, like, a crush on me. But I was, like, not really interested because I was, like, he's not really my type. Like, he's getting nice. But, like, (laughs) I don't know. I think there's just something about, like being like in a work setting with someone too you only see like a certain side of them but then we went to like a co-workers party and I was like outside of the work and I was like oh maybe I kind of like this guy <laughs> so we like started like texting and like went out on a couple dates and we didn't tell like our um like the friends that we were eating lunch with at the time um because I don't know also like I don't, it might have been weird like in the group vibe like group dynamics Mm -hmm. and stuff um but then once we like had made it like official that we were you know boyfriend girlfriend or whatever that's when we told people so I remember I had actually gone to a wedding with a bunch of those co-workers and Michael didn't go and we were like coming back and Michael and I were going to a concert together like the next day with a bunch of his family and I hadn't told any of my co-workers we were dating and so like right before like I was leaving to like to get out of the car they were dropping me off I was like oh by the way like Michael and I are going to this concert tomorrow and we're kind of like dating so you guys will probably <laughs> see some stuff on like Instagram or something so I just wanted to like warn you and they were like oh yeah we kind of figured oh my so, yeah it's like not a secret at all so like was not an a situation from the office where Jim and Pam needed to disclose their relationship to Toby? No. Okay. Do you guys? I've been trying to watch The Office. Michael was like watching all the seasons and I just catch like an episode here or there. So I didn't see that one. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite episodes. I'll have to watch it. I'll okay. go back and watch it specifically. Season four, <laughs> episode one. Dang, you would know which one it is. It's one of my favorites. So... You're an engineer by day, but you also have a side hustle, maybe a few, but one of them (laughs) is something called Projects in Person, which is, which, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, Projects in Person is a little shop in Hopkins, um, I guess like a workshop um, that you can like go in and you build a project there. We have all the tools and materials and stuff. Um, and you can build like some really cool stuff. So I used to live in Hopkins and this place was like right on main street and I would like see it all the time. It looks super cute. I started following them on Instagram. Um, Jill Miller is the name of the owner and she is like the sweetest lady ever. And, um, I saw that they were hiring one time. They were like, we're hiring for like workshop leaders. And I was like, that would be so cool. I'd never actually been to the place before, but, um, I was like, that place looks super cool. Like, that would be super fun to do just once in a while. So, um, and it was right down the block from, like, my apartment, which was nice. So, I, like, interviewed there, and they hired me. And, yeah, so now I am a workshop leader there. So, um, projects in person, like, you build, it's kind of like like a paint night, right? Or, like, Mm -hmm. a palette workshop or something like that where, like, you come in and you kind of get to, you can build a project and you get to make it your own. Um, but you get to use power tools at projects in person and you can build like a table or like a ladder or, or like a, I build, um, floating shelves is one of the workshops that I lead. And, um, 
so yeah it's super fun and I love it and um all the workshop leaders are like super cool and nice and um yeah it's super fun to teach people to use power tools that's awesome do you um how often do you do that um maybe like once or twice a month um we just hired some uh new workshop leaders so it's kind of nice there's not it's more spread out now yeah so has anyone ever come in where you're like "Mm, maybe we shouldn't give them power tools (laughs) no I haven't I haven't had any like drunk people or anything like that where I was like nervous you do get people that are like overly confident (laughs) where you're like oh like you know just listen to what I have to say like you know um but other than that like everybody's like you know they like they take their safety in you know seriously good (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's one of like the coolest projects you've seen made there or or made there um they just started a workshop for um a little library um that you can build your own and put it outside your house oh my gosh I want to do that so I think they've only had maybe one of those workshops um I don't teach that one but I just thought that was super cool because I never knew where those came from and the fact that you can just like build your own and stick it out in front of your house is kind of cool um but yeah you can also build like beanbag boards which are really fun or just like your own like coffee table or side table which is like kind of cool especially if you've like never used tools before Mm -hmm. and now you can be like yeah I built this table that your coffee's on give you some confidence that yeah what so I feel like you're always building stuff around your house do you have like a most proud like accomplishment that you've personally built oh yeah I built a coffee table that I really like my husband's not like a huge fan of it <laughs> but I was like I built that with my blood sweat and tears and we're using it um it's like uh, it's gonna be really hard to explain, but it's like plywood cut up into like these little rectangles and then all sandwiched together. So the top is just all the little sides of the plywood, and then it has like these cool hairpin legs and a glass top. Um, another thing, actually, actually, I think my favorite DIY project that I've done is I bought um a cool like mid-century desk at Goodwill for I think it was $12.50 it was $25 and it was half off that day it was (laughs) $12.50 and then I stripped it all of like the varnish and stuff and then I sanded it down I restained it I refinished it I like painted like the the copper pieces on it and I got a glass top for it and now it looks like a million bucks and I did spend like probably two hundred fifty dollars on materials. <laughs> Took a lot of time, but like I'll have that desk forever because I'm obsessed with it and I worked really hard on it. Aww. And I, I bet if you would have bought it like that, it would be more than two hundred fifty dollars. Definitely, that's so true because it's so. like solid wood too. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually know how old it is, but yeah, it's beautiful. That is cool. I'm like envious of your like handy skills. <laughs> I feel like it's handy skills, but it's also patience and like the creativity yeah. to like want to work on stuff like that. Because I feel like I could do it, like, but it's but it's really just like putting yourself in the mindset of like wanting to like accomplish something. And I feel like that takes a special kind of person. That's true. I like halfway through putting together like IKEA furniture. I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> 
Like, I just, like, that's not how my brain operates. <laughs> I actually, like, love putting together Ikea furniture. So if you ever need help, just let me know. Actually, Ikea, like, sells a certain, they, like, contract people to, like, come and put it together for you if you don't want to. So if you need another side hustle. <laughs> yes, actually, when I graduated, like, that summer before I had a job, I was like, could I start, like, my own Ikea furniture assembly company? <laughs> like, can I just do that, like forever or like could I get a part-time job this summer doing that but um just didn't pan out <laughs> uh, but it would be super fun what but is it know. is it task rabbit or something where yeah. you can just like have someone come to your house and do something for you yeah that would be it. maybe I should look that up but then I think that's also like go get me a can of beans at the grocery <laughs> store <laughs> Can't live without that can of beans. (laughs) (laughs) So you also recently planned a wedding and got married. What we've talked a lot about weddings with a few different people on our podcast. But so tell us overall what your wedding planning experience was like. I feel like let's see. So I listened to this podcast a while ago, like before I was even getting married, but my best friend Camille was getting married. And I remember like hearing what she was talking about, like the struggles she was having with her wedding planning. Mm-hmm. And I listened to this podcast and it was about wedding planning. And it talked about how like specifically brides, because they usually carry the biggest burden for planning the wedding. You like put all this energy into planning a wedding and you like learn all these skills about like event planning, like managing vendors and like getting things printed and like organizing and all this stuff and it's like a huge amount of time and energy it's like almost like another full-time job and then you plan this event and you have your wedding and then you'd never use those skills again it's like a crazy just it's just such a crazy amount of effort for like never getting married again or using those skills so I just thought that was like really interesting and through my experience, like, I found it was, like, the same thing. Like, it was a ton of work. It was enjoyable. Like, no doubt about it. Like, I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed planning the wedding. I enjoyed, like, picking out all the decorations. Um, my mom helped me a ton, which was awesome. But, yeah, it was a lot of work. And, like, Michael wasn't, like, super interested in a lot of the details. So, it, like, falls on me to pick out, you know, make all those decisions and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of work. It was fun, but I'm glad it's over and I never have to plan a wedding again. (laughs) It also Uh, turned out beautiful. I guess, how long was your engagement? Because I felt like you had a condensed timeline for various reasons. Um, Yeah, it was short. Um, It was nine months because I was pregnant. No, I was kidding. I was like, it's going to sound like it was a shotgun wedding, which is not the case. (laughs) No. um, So we got engaged in March and um I wanted like a long engagement I was like let's just take our time planning it's gonna be a lot of work like no need to rush it um but then like just the way like life shakes out um Michael's brother was getting deployed and like in so that following February until like the summer and then like one of his best friends was also getting deployed like May through this November or something like that. So like if we really wanted all of our like special people there, like we had to do it in January or we had to wait like a whole nother year and we didn't really want to wait that long. 
So um, Michael was like, let's just do it in January. And like, it took a little bit for me to like come around. But um, then when I did, I think it was like definitely the right decision for us. It was nice to like get it all done. And um, January wedding was kind of fun. We'd never been to like a winter wedding before. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. So it was nine months, but not because you were pregnant. <laughs> not because I was pregnant. <laughs> I also remember because I feel like we've talked about like winter, like the winter blues. And like, I was like, it, it's exciting because that's like the one event I had planned in January that was like official. Like, yes. Like, yeah. I felt the same way because I hate when like Christmas is over and you're like, Bleh. but yeah, I had like Christmas is over and then I was like okay get over with Christmas like I got stuff to do like I only got two <laughs> weeks till my wedding <laughs> and then I got to go to Mexico in January so that was super fun worth it just because of that <laughs> yeah just because of Mexico <laughs> I feel like winter weddings or kind of like off season weddings are becoming more popular just because it's cheaper in most places or in a lot of places to to have your wedding in because it's becoming so expensive to even like step foot and say you want to have a wedding in some sort of building um and so like friday weddings are becoming more popular and then like january february are becoming more popular just because it's cheaper that's what people can afford mm-hmm. definitely and just like date availability mm-hmm. like yeah, I just hear true. like horror stories about people trying to plan a wedding in like the fall or summer and they have to start looking like two years out if mm-hmm. they even want a date at a venue they like. I just like it's I don't know. <laughs> I'm like not at that point in my life, but it sounds like so much work that it just makes me want to like elope one day. I don't know. <laughs> That's like my greatest advice to someone who <laughs> is going to get married eventually. Just elope just or do like a destination wedding. I mean. I understand like the importance of having a wedding because I did and it was important to us to like have all of our special people as it was for you guys. But looking back, like I feel like, wow, it might have been a good idea if we were just like, hey, let's just like see who wants to go to Mexico and whoever comes yeah. comes <laughs> and it'll be great. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still not ruling out like an ambush wedding either. It's still in the. That's an ambush wedding. You like invite people to a party <gasps> and then like everyone gets there and they think it's just a party and then you're like, by the way, we're getting married right now. Yes, I've seen that. I saw that on like a YouTube video or a show or something like that. I feel like there's lots of options out there. <laughs> Good thing I've got plenty of time yes. to decide. <laughs> Do you have any like wedding deal breakers or things that you like for sure see happening at your wedding? Me? Yeah. Oh, duh, because I mean, you guys are both yeah, married. Both. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want it to be, like, a party. Like, I feel like my mm-hmm. biggest concern when I think about planning it is the music. Like, honestly, oh, yeah. nothing else, like, I've really thought about or probably care about that much. Like, I've, like, thought about colors maybe, but, and, like, obviously I think I know who I want in my wedding at this point, but mostly just, like, the music. I want it to be fun and not boring. <laughs> I don't know. So I can't marry a lame person is essentially the only criteria <laughs> at this point. Oh, I totally thought you would marry someone super lame. I figured, really but lame. believe it or not, just kidding. I've been keeping my eye out for lame guys, especially <laughs> for you. You haven't even introduced any of them. Just kidding. <laughs> Such a good friend. <laughs> so glad to have you in my life. So, so after the wedding is when you and Michael moved in together 
Was there any, like, how was the transition? Did you find it easy or? Growing like- pains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Um, like, I feel like it actually was like pretty easy considering we'd never lived together before we got married. That was something we talked about, like, oh, should we, like, Michael owned a house. So it was like, should I just move in now that we're engaged? And, like, we talked about it and we decided, like, let's make it, like, exciting and, like, move in together after we get married. You know, it'll be, like, I don't know, like, something new and exciting, Mm -hmm. like, with the marriage. Like, not that it wouldn't be exciting if we moved in together, but it was kind of, like, you know, if we move in before we get married, will we just feel like, oh, okay, well, now we're married, but things are, like, still the same. So, um, yeah, so I moved in after we got married and I had a lot of stuff that had to find new homes and like, I felt bad like coming into Michael's space and like moving everything around and like bringing my mom in to help me organize because she's great at that and I'm not great at that. Um, but I think it definitely took like a couple months for us to kind of find like our groove and stuff, but, um, yeah, I think living with anybody is kind of like that, too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, is this person, like, a really clean person? Or are they fine, like, if I leave a couple dishes out? Or, like, what kind of chores do they like to do? What kind of chores do I like to do? Like, which chore does no one want to do? <laughs> we have to figure out who will do it. That's interesting because, Emily, I imagine you had some of the similar, like, chores and, like, mm-hmm. learning your growing pains. But also you guys were creating a new space together versus you're, like, going into Michael's space, which is now your space. Yeah. But I feel like that would be an added layer of, like, navigating. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and Michael lived there with someone else, too, mm-hmm. previously. So that, like, I feel adds another layer of, yeah. Like, a roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, a, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> someone was here. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying, though, about having that exciting thing after you get married. So it's not just like, oh, we're married now, but it's the same. Because mm-hmm. that's pretty much how it was for us. Because we moved in together like four or five months before we got married, just because it was like timing. Timing. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, people were like, how's married life? <laughs> and we're just, it's about the same. Like, <laughs> it's good. Nothing crazy to report. But so, yeah, I, I kind of like that idea. I feel like that's what, like, the experts say. You're supposed mm-hmm. to wait until you get married to move in. Because of that reason, it's like, it's exciting, but it's also like, okay, now this is permanent. So... We got to make it work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like, luckily I had my mom's house to move into. Like when my lease ended, like I had somewhere to go. Like in the meantime. Yeah. Like if I didn't, if my mom lived far away, like I wasn't going to start like a six month lease or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like I would have moved in. But so yeah, it was just like, it worked out really well for us that, um, you know, we could do what we wanted to do in that case. Yeah. I feel like that's why it's. I feel like one of the reasons it's less common to do that is because like financially, it doesn't make sense to live on your own if you know you're going to be moving in together at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because like rent is so expensive and like cost of living is expensive. And like, I feel like that's why that probably isn't as common because not everyone can obviously find something for that interim. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's another reason why 
people are quicker to move in together. Like they've been dating for a few months and they're like, oh, the next step in our relationship (laughs) is to move in together. When it's like, "Mm, really, I don't know if that's what you guys should do. But if it's helping you out financially now, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then it just makes it harder down the road. Right. Or like it could make it worse for you financially if you break up. Yeah. And you're like, crap, I got to move all my stuff out and find a new place Mm -hmm. by myself. And like. Yeah. It can get messy quickly if you're not like already committed to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Hannah, we have a question that we ask all of our guests. And that is, if you had a reality show about your life, what would it be called and why? I've been giving this question a ton of thought (laughs) over the past few days and I was like really stressed out because I was like I don't even know like what would it be about like I couldn't think of anything and then I thought of it I was talking to my husband Michael about this I was like Michael what would my show be called and he was like um maybe like cross stitching or something or like (laughs) uh like what you would watch YouTube videos or something (laughs) (laughs) But I okay, so what my show would be called, it would just be called Hand Lars. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a show. It would be a YouTube channel. Okay. Because I think that would be awesome. It's basically reality TV and I would do like vlogs and I would do like clean with me is where you clean your house and you videotape it and people watch it yep (laughs) and i would do like um diy projects and yeah what are you waiting for is my question i would subscribe (laughs) we'll be your first two subscribers yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll give it a shot i was trying to guess at what you were going to say um, and I was like trying to think of a pun of an HGTV show just because I feel like there's a lot of like, I mean, like house flipping, but they also do like cool projects and stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, that's I was thinking that, too. I was like, oh, Michael, maybe I'd have like a DIY show and I call it like hammering with Hannah. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, no, that's so bad. <laughs> I have to admit that is pretty bad. Like, HGTV <laughs> would not pick that up. <laughs> or it'd get a lot of viewers for yeah. episode one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I kind of like that. I think it's cute. It's yeah. funny. Like, flesh or flop was what came into <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a porno. I know. That's why I, like, I was like, I don't know what I it mean. Hammering Hannah. That also sounds like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick with your YouTube channel. Yeah, let's have the YouTube channel. The good thing about the YouTube channel is like a lot of times it's just like people's names. So I can just like go by Handlars mm-hmm. and I don't have to come with a pun or anything. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Who Who's your favorite YouTuber? Um, If like I would say if it's like, like, you know, like a lifestyle person or like a beauty blogger. Mm-hmm. There's a girl named Alexandra Garza who I watch a lot of. Oh, I've heard of her. Mm-hmm. And then if it's just like cool videos, um, there's a guy named Mark Rober who does like a lot of cool like science. Like he's kind of like the Bill Nye of like 2019. He's pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. Oh, or <laughs> How to Cake It is a, such a good channel. This lady makes amazing cakes. <gasps> Every Tuesday she comes out with a new vis- video and she is like amazing i've like recently been into watching i just love watching like 
the evolution of something being made yes like a most most of the time a cake or being frosted i love watching like the marble frosting or when they do like the mirror glaze yep so cool so satisfying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like i watch it on the satisfying snapchat channel yes (laughs) yes very cool well we'll be looking to subscribe to handlers on youtube (laughs) yay well thanks hannah so much for joining us on the floral couch yes thanks for reminding me on such a good time and thanks everyone for listening to this episode of floral couch conversations you can find us on instagram and facebook at floral couch conversations if you like what you're hearing give us a five-star review on itunes or spotify wherever you listen to this podcast And if you have any questions or any suggestions or topics that you want us to cover, send us an email, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. And our next episode is our book club episode. So Hannah, have you read the book yet? I'm about an eighth of the way through. (laughs) It's okay. I'm not done yet either. So you have time. Uh, One week from today, we will be talking about Eleanor. Oliphant is completely fine. So check it out. Read up. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.